10th episode of The Back Room. I'm your host, Donovan, and I'm joined by Kale. G'day, guys. And Archer. G'day. And uh, we are very excited and honoured to have a Karim Seaford legend on our show, who is a acclaimed footballer, cricketer, sports broadcaster and author. Uh, we welcome Paul Kennedy. Fantastic to have you on the How show. How are you, Donny? <laughs> Archer? Yeah, I'm doing fine, thank How you. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm the, I'm the one who feel, uh, feels on it. I've been hearing all about this show. <laughs> well, yeah. just to kick things off, yeah, you're an acclaimed author and you've just released a new book called Funky Town. Can you tell us a bit more about the book and the motivation behind it? Yes, uh, Kale, the Funky Town I've been working on for five years now. It's my fifth book and it's a memoir which is a bit different to the other books I've written. So I'm a, I'm a journalist obviously and I've written um, some non-fiction books before. This is the first time I've been writing about myself. So um, with a, a memoir like this, it's um, not to be confused with an autobiography where I tell all of my life, you know, where I've come from and all the rest of it. Uh, this one is about the year 1993, and that was the year that I was in high school at Patterson River Secondary College and in my last year of school, at um, in year 12. And there were all sorts of things going on uh, in my life at that time. And also around us, it was a really scary time because there was a murderer, a, um, a serial killer in Frankston at the time. So... Yeah, there's a lot to it and a lot in the book, but um, my motivation for it was to um, talk about this time of my life and explore some themes of boys becoming men and why we make the decisions we do at that age, which is uh, an age where you're a little bit unsure of yourself and trying to make your mark on the world, but uh, uh, in search of some direction. And there are a couple of good mentors in there as well, including one of my teachers. Yeah, well, that's a very good idea behind that and yeah i'm excited to read more of it from what i have read thanks carl what how, how much have you read donny uh well my mum's still got the book so whenever she's finished it i'm gonna you'll snaffle it yeah i will yep yeah, yeah start reading it looks very good so well well my son gus has, has been reading it or listening to it because he listened yeah. to it on audiobook Same here. and that is the strangest experience i've ever had having my son listen to my voice on his phone walking around the house uh, on the book that I wrote. Yeah, I've been listening to it on Audible as well. Ah, so thanks, Kyle. No worries. So you talk about growing up in Seaford and what's it like now yeah. raising your own family in Seaford? It's fantastic. I've, um, when I was your age, I probably thought that I would never be here at my age. You sort of think, well, you know, where am I going to be for the rest of my life? And um, if you had told me that I was going to live in Seaford, having grown up in Seaford, I, I probably would have said no way because I wanted to, uh, you know, see the world and all the rest of it. I've done a bit of travelling. But, yeah, it's great. I, I love Seaford, as you know. It's, it's a great place to live. And most importantly, all my family is still here. Mum and Dad still live in Seaford in the same house I grew up in. My brother lives in Frankston. My sister lives in Frankston. My other sister lives in Seaford. And we've all got kids. We've all got three kids. So there are 12... Um, of the grandchildren and uh, yeah they're all they're all friends all the cousins sort of know each other and I just think it's a lovely place to live and it's very interesting now having Jack and Gus go to the same school that I went to um, because you know that's it's changed a lot but certain things are still the same so yeah it's um, 
it is really interesting, but I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. So that's, you know, that's sort of my underlying uh, reason for raising our kids in the same place. And I was lucky enough that Kim agreed. Oh, who had their phone on? Donnie, is that you with your phone on? <laughs> Turn it off, mate. <laughs> no, that was me. Uh, yes, and I was lucky enough that Kim agreed to, to live down this way because she's from Wangaratta, which is uh, quite a fair way away. Right. Well, um, I mean, it has changed a lot, but it's a great place around here. Yeah, and, um, definitely. I read a great chapter about your first game for the Southern Stingrays. Can you tell us a oh, bit yeah. more about that? Well, Southern Stingrays, um, now known as the Dandenong Stingrays, um, that maybe some of you boys will go and play with as well in a couple of years. That was in the the competition was the f- it was the second year, so they didn't all have um, didn't always have that competition. They used to have under 19s reserves and firsts, and I believe you had your uncle on the show recently. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. So he went through that system yeah. before it was set up for the under-18 competition. Yeah. Yeah, so I came in. Uh, I was I was 17 when they started up this new competition, played for the Stingrays. And, yeah, that first game was amazing. I was so excited. I played because I, I wasn't really a standout junior player. Um, I sort of improved around the age of 16 and 17, got picked in the, in the squad and then made the team. And that first game... I'll always remember it. We played at Moorabbin. The year before, they used to play St Kilda games at Moorabbin. So I was, I was pretty excited to play at Moorabbin, um, where I used to go and watch the Saints play. And we came up against the Central Dragons. And my captain made a great speech before the game, said that we were going to, uh, you know, go out and, to I'll paraphrase, we're going to go out there and have a good win. And uh, we got nowhere near it. The Dragons were way too good. So... Uh, that was, that was a lesson and there's some great players on the Dragons team as well. And all through that year you play against um, really good players and, and on your own team as well. And then now when I'm an old man I can look back and say, yeah, well, I played with that guy. He ended up playing 200 games of AFL and um, you take a lot of pride in even just being on the same field as some of those terrific players. Yeah. Um, PK, how important yep. do you think it is being involved in, a, in community sports uh, for young men like us about like you know growing up yeah great question well i it's really important for me i think it's i think it's one of the best things you can do is be involved in sport it doesn't matter what sport but if you're involved in a in a team sport great if it's an individual sport that's that's great too i think being involved in a club is is a really important um thing and i and i think there's a lot of responsibility that comes with us older people to provide the environment to make sure it's a good experience because um, you know, some people might be unlucky and, and be raised in a team or a club that just really isn't um, providing that, that sort of healthy and fun environment and um, they're unlucky. But um, you guys are pretty lucky. This is a club with, with a good environment, um, yeah. good role models um, and all of your parents are good role models anyway. But if you, you're looking away from your parents and you want to learn from other adults, I think, you know, if a club's in a good position and... They're all doing the right things and we've got high standards and, you know, we're making things fun and, and challenging you in different ways and all that sort of stuff, Archer, then, then I think it's a great place to be because, um, yeah, at some stage, no doubt, you guys will start looking for other role, mo- role models. And that was part of my book as well. When you get to 15, 16, you really start to look to other people to set an example of what type of man you want to become. So, yeah, if you're involved in a, in a club with good people, 
then uh, yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, and uh, all of us here um, enjoy playing community sport. It fills us uh, great moments. Um, can't wait to get back to it, eh? Oh yeah, oh, hopefully when COVID ends. Yeah. Uh, growing up, did you always want to be in journalism and sports broadcasting? No, when I was um, 17, so in the book I talk about this actually, in, in Funky Town, it's, um, I had a really good teacher. I had a lot of good teachers actually over the years. I was really lucky there. But uh, in year 12, one particular teacher, my literature um, teacher, um, realised that, that I was not so good at some things and pretty good at reading and writing and she introduced me to books and she suggested that um, I try journalism. I hadn't thought about it and then she said, you can get cadetships and I didn't know what that was because I only ever knew about apprenticeships. But um, yeah, I, I learned about it and then after school I followed that path because of that, that teacher that, um, that encouraged me to do that. So, that, so I was only 17. I, when I was your age I had no idea. Well, I did know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an AFL footballer. So, uh, and, and, a, and a test cricketer and all the rest of it. Yeah. But no, I, I was really focused on AFL right up until I was 17. And, and then, um, yeah, I started to get this sort of sniff of journalism. So that's what I wanted to do. I never really wanted to be a, a sports broadcaster and, and a sports journalist. I was, for a long time, I was a news journalist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't do sport. And the main reason for that, one, I felt like I had enough sport in my life and I wanted to have broader interests. But the other one was, if you're a sports journalist, you usually have to work weekends. And, uh, and as you know, I used to like playing and coaching for Seaford Footy Club. So yeah. whenever my bosses tried to get me to work weekends, I, uh, I tried to weasel out of them so I could keep playing and coaching. But um, eventually I was able to do the sports side of it at News Breakfast because that's Monday to Friday and it was, yeah, fitted in. Yeah, and um, that teacher had the right idea because uh, you're a great uh, journalist. And um, Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean... Enjoy your work. <laughs> I mean... I mean, that teacher, I'm guessing she inspired you, he or she inspired you. She did, yes. Mrs. Mack, I call her in the yeah. book, yeah. And, um, well, she chose the right path, as Chino said before. So um, She did. She must, have, she must have seen me wanting to play AFL and thought, he's not good enough to do that. <laughs> you know, better help him out with another path. Well, she was correct. She was great. And, uh, yeah, one of uh, Patterson River's many great teachers. Yes, well, you spent 13 years presenting sport on ABC Breakfast. Uh, you must have enjoyed those early morning starts. I did at the start, you know, and I chose that in a way because um, Jack, who you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't think it now, he's a 15-year-old, um, uh, almost as tall as me, but I can remember when he was a tiny little baby and um, I just finished work at Channel 9 and come to the ABC and when they asked me to... To work those early hours, I jumped at it because one of the things about driving to the city all the time from Seaford, you don't want to get caught in peak hour. So um, if I was working early hours, I could beat the traffic. It takes me only 35 minutes to get to work. And then, um, you know, on the way home, sort of come home about lunchtime. So that was the big advantage for me, Kayla. I, I thought about the job, but I thought more about the hours. And um, that was when I was 33 years old and I used to bounce out of bed. But by the end of it, you know, Look at me now, grey hair. I can hardly get out of bed these days. So, um, yeah, I had to get off the, the early morning starts. But it was good. What I discovered was that was a great job for yeah. News Breakfast. We started and we had hardly any audience at all. 
um, because we're on digital TV. Now we've all got digital TV, but back in 2008, it was only some people. So we had a, a small audience and we learned as we went and we got better and better. A um, little bit like what you guys are doing on this show. Mm, I've just got a quick question about that. Did yeah. you work with the same people you work with now? Were they From the start? Yeah, like were they there back then? Yeah, I, I was, there was um, our floor manager, whose name is Joe. He was there from the start and there was a sound engineer called Shelley. And when I retired, when I sort of didn't retire but moved on from the show, we had a farewell and that... Um, we were the only three who, who were there from the very start. So mm. since then, there's been a lot of turnover. I mean, you and must have built a few good friendships with those people yeah. being there for that long. Yeah, great friendships. Yep. So, yeah. It's good uh, to work in a small team over that period of time and, and build those friendships. Um, yeah. And sometimes you get to the end of it and only then do you realise that how good friends they are. Yes, yeah. indeed. Um so, PK, what were your highlights over those 13 years presenting sport on the ABC? Well, I don't know if you saw me in Rio, did you, when I was oh, yes. doing the Olympics over there. I went over there for the ABC and uh, got dressed in some um, carnival outfits. That was <laughs> that was pretty good. I took um, some dance lessons, trying to make it a bit fun around the Olympics. The other trip that I really enjoyed was um, going to Glasgow for the Commonwealth Games. That was excellent. I put on a kilt and tried to have a bit of fun. Yep. Uh, and the Commonwealth Games also in um, on the Gold Coast, they, yeah. that was pretty good. And the other big story that I loved covering, um, just because it was important um, and you know, probably loved is the wrong word, but I, I, was, um, I was really interested in this story uh, following up on a book I wrote called Hell on the Way to Heaven. So I was putting a lot of work into investigating those sorts of um, stories as well, yeah. which was aside from the sport, but no less satisfying. Yeah. And um, seeing that you've interviewed Kathy Freeman, so yeah. how was that? Was that um, wow. That's, yeah, Kathy Freeman, she's the best. Yes. Of all my sports um, watching, and I've watched sport a lot over the years, Kathy yeah. Freeman is my number one. Number one athlete and number one moment when she won the gold. Yeah, it was a pretty good moment for everyone out there. Hey, yeah. yeah, did you guys watch the documentary at school? Um, um, the Freeman documentary? I'm um, not sure. I don't, no, I don't think so. Mm. That's I a good might. tip for all the listeners out there to, to track down the Freeman documentary. Yeah, it's a I ripper. Might, I might have a peek, uh, look into yeah. it. And um, interviewing Kathy Freeman and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was the best. I, I interviewed uh, Patty Mills as well oh, yeah. one oh, day. That would be very good. That was pretty sweet. Um, who else? Yeah, I've interviewed a lot of my heroes. I got to meet Peter Dacos one day. Oh, you did talk about him a lot in the book. <laughs> so yes, I know. Peter Dacos is my idol growing up. Gun, yeah. and so Donny raves over Nick Dacos, so maybe... Yeah, so yeah. you seen him play? I uh, haven't. I've seen some highlights, but uh, yeah. we'll see how he goes at Collingwood. Mm. And, um, maybe we should just make him captain straight away. <laughs> eh? yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you Collingwood supporters must be pretty excited about... Yeah. And when we go on to AFL later, Kay, we can discuss what um, hap is happening with our pi uh, Nick Dacos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys covering the draft? Other trade yeah, period? Yeah, we will cool. be talking about some of that. Donnie nice. will be on that. So uh, lastly, for the longer questions, Yeah. where is your book Funky Town available? I myself downloaded on Audible, but uh, for yeah. all those viewers that don't, listeners that don't have it. Yeah. Yes, Aud Audible's good um, 
a good option if you want to listen to it or you can order it online so you can get it on uh, booktopia or amazon or wherever you order your books online my number one tip though if i can um, say this is that if you've got an opportunity to buy it from the local bookstore wherever you are um then that's that's a good option you most bookstores are doing click and collect Mm -hmm. it's been really hard for bookshops for years it's been hard for bookshops but in covid super hard for them to keep doing business so um I recommend the local bookstore. Uh, yeah. um, Robinson's in Frankston is one. Farrell's in Mornington. And, yeah, there yeah. are a few others as well. well Hopefully you get a signed copy. Yeah. Uh, yes. For all those uh, listeners out there, he just said it. There you go. Yeah. So we got some quick answer questions. Yep. So favourite holiday destination? Hmm. You want me to answer quickly, don't you? Oh, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, take your time. Oh, I t- w- Kim and I took, uh, took the boys to New York. Recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah. Well, when recently, um, just before COVID hit. Yeah. Awesome. So we want to go back there. Yeah. That was super. We've had some other good holidays, but, yeah, we fell in love with New York. I was meant to go. To, I think all three of us oh, were yeah, meant to go to, go to America. America. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 LA for but, me. But then um, ah. COVID hit. Yeah. Like COVID. You'll be able to go to the pubs by the time you get there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. 21. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know. Uh, so I'll say New York for that one. Yep. Can okay. I say a local one? Yeah, Where oh yeah sure. Wangaratta. Wangaratta. Yep. Um, Great yeah, place up there. My dad grew up um, very close near that area. So Ovens of Murray legend. Uh, yep. Yeah, Wangaratta. Great place. Yep. Um, Favourite food, PK? Mm. Kim makes the best uh, pumpkin lasagna. Oh, that sounds yeah. nice. It's the best, best uh, meal I've ever had. Pumpkin lasagna. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Check it out. Might get uh, onto that one. Bit of pumpkin, bit of feta. Yeah. And what's your favourite movie? Oh, I've got about 100. I know you're a movie buff, Donnie. Yeah. How do you answer this question? Oh, too many, too many. Shawshank Redemption, probably. Yeah, that's yeah, a great film. I'm going to go... I'm going to go one from the 80s. I'm going to say Ferris Bueller's Day Out. Oh, that's a great movie. Day Off. Classic. Iconic. Day Off. Classic. Yeah. Off Out. Yeah. Um, um, in a tie with The Breakfast Club. That's Which hasn't aged as well, but Ferris yeah. Bueller's aged pretty yeah. well. Watched Ferris Bueller a couple of times, so mm. great movie. It is, and uh, you have three sons: Jack, Gus, and Leo. Yeah. And who's your favourite? Leo. <laughs> Leo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why is that? Do you want to know why? Because he's still cute. Oh. <laughs> Poor Gus and Jack. No, I know, I know. Yeah. They've uh, well, they're teenagers now. So there are other things that I love about them, but cuteness is not one anymore. <laughs> so Leo's still a little cutie. Happens yeah. to all of us. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, that pretty much That's life. wraps up the interview. Yeah. PK. Yeah. Thank you, boys. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll cut to an ad break. We yeah. will. We will. Can I say something before you go? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, sure. Say. Keep up the good work. You're all doing a really good job. Thank you. All right? Thank you. You see, I've worked, worked with professionals and you're right up there with them. Oh, thank no. you. Keep thank it up. Who was better, SEN or the back room? Because <laughs> I heard you just did a SEN radio. SEN or, oh, you guys. Uh, yeah, you're right up there with Bob and Andy. Yep, thanks. Trust me. And they've been doing it for years. Yes. Yeah. Well, all right. That's good to hear. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I mean, oh, I said it again. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Yes. Hi, I'm Freddie from Freddie's Kitchen. Let's get behind Radio Karam. Go, Karam.
Welcome back, listeners, and I'll throw it to Kale for some shout-outs. Yes, well, um, I mean, you can't miss this place on the Karen Beach, the red container on yes. the Karen Beach. It's a magnificent egg and bacon rolls Yeah. for $3. Three, well, I went down there, I'm like, oh, I didn't have any money. And I was like, you know, well, some mates had some money, probably won't be able to be able, probably won't be able to shout. I realised it was three dollars, and I was like, "Can I have a quick kick and bacon roll, please?" Yeah, well, yeah. they're pretty good, and make sure to get down there yeah. by one o'clock because yeah, they before. do. Yeah, yeah, before or yeah, one yeah. o'clock because they do close then. But um, we've got some breaking news headlines, we do. including some AFL things. Yes, we'll get to the AFL shortly, but uh, start off with. Uh, Quite a big headline. Uh, so Gladys Berejiklian has resigned. Yeah, she recently resigned. So that's a, um, and she's one of the. She's a. She was a good premier. Yeah. Um, she's resigned, and uh, so the Liberal Party, which she was part of, the Liberal yeah. Party had a ballot to see who would become the next New South Wales premier. Ah, uh, it was between like Dominic. Yeah, it was between Dominic Perrottet or Rob Stokes, and. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Perrottet won that ballot, so, mm. yeah, yeah. Dominic I mean, Perrottet f- is the new New South Wales Premier. I wonder if he c- I mean, the COVID cases down there started to drop out of nowhere. I looked at the news one day. Yeah. I mean, not dropped too much, but... But, like, they dropped... Better um, than us. Yeah. And also, um, well, I don't know what to say about Dominic Perrottet as he is New South Wales, so... I don't even know the man, so yeah. yeah. Hopefully, so every we'll time, wait and see. Every time I've seen like those news flashes of him, he just has that really slick hair, and um, I guess that's one good thing about him. <laughs> he knows how to do his hair. Well, yep. Yeah, and uh, so Victoria, we're not going really. We're really not going good now. We've recorded one thousand seven hundred and sixty-three new cases. Eesh, so oh we're not yeah, we're I not mean, we hit that. I'm pretty sure today we hit that eighty percent first dose vaccination rate by yeah, and I'm sixteen. B- plus. I believe we're at like sixty-two um, second dose, sixty-two mm. point yeah. So we're close to that seventy percent that we're trying yeah. to get to. Yeah, and so um, I got my jab on Monday, so yeah, and well done, yeah. done. Yeah, I, th- I got mine Thursday. Yeah, last yeah. Thursday, and um, yeah, I got one at the ages start of the holidays, but also. Um, you know, you could win that a million dollars. Yeah. And also, I'm getting my second jab next Monday. Monday. So, you know. We're all doing our part for the community there. And Australia. So, so yeah. Um, get vaccinated, guys. Yeah. And um, New South Wales, um, they, as you said, they did drop a little bit in cases since, what, a couple of weeks ago, they were in, like... Thousands. thousands, thousands, and thousands. Yeah, it's um now they've only got or recorded five hundred and ninety-four cases. So yeah, so they've dropped down a little. Uh, yeah, dropped down a little, which is good for them. But know, but five hundred is still a, yeah, a lot of still cases. Yeah, still it's a lot. So better than us, as I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. got yeah. some AFL. Yeah, AFL. So like we said before, with PK Nick Dacos, Collingwood has offloaded some draft picks. Yeah. Uh, off to the Gold, Gold Coast. Coast. Yeah. Um, so. Collingwood has now acquired Nick Dacos, mm-hmm. who is a really good prospect. Oh, he's um, your, your best mate now. He, yeah. I wish, mate. But um, we're gonna build a trophy in his honour. Yeah. I mean, um, we are uh, at my school. There's a 
Finn Callahan, which is a good chance at going somewhere. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. So I'll be watching just to see where. Yeah, he and ends also um, Luke Darcy's kid. Oh yeah. Yeah, Sean. Is it Sean? No, Luke. Uh, Luke Darcy's. Sh- I'm not. T- oh, I forgot I about that. Yeah, same here. Um, tall, um, athletic, so he'll be tall forward. Yeah. Uh, just like his dad. Oh, Sam. Mm. Sam. 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 Uh, yeah, so it started with an S. Uh, yeah, good luck to Sam and Finn in the dr- and Nick, of course. Uh, I believe top pro- um top met prospects. top prospects. Yeah. And Jason Horn Francis. Jason Horn from Francis. South Australia. South Australia dominates the Sandful South Australian football. Yeah, just yeah. like Cosy Pickett dominate. Did Cosy Pickett dominate? No, he didn't. But he should have. I mean, he didn't perform as well as we thought he would do in the grand final, but. He was all right in the South Australian League, just like yeah. um, uh, Darcy, uh, Darcy there. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Off you go, Don. Yeah. Um, so, Carlton Blues signed uh, George Hewitt, who's a free agent from the Swans. Yeah. So, that's good for Carlton. And did we mention that Michael Voss has been signed as the new head coach? Of? Um, Carlton. Carlton, So, yeah. fresh start for them. Um. I reckon he'll lead the ship to mm. hopefully a few finals. Yeah, um, yeah. I know with his expertise, uh, <laughs> with his expertise, uh, I believe he might be able to get Carlton to the top eight. Yeah, yeah. they've got a good squad, so they yeah. just Sam Walsh and George Hewitt just came back, came from the Swans, so yeah, experience in finals. Did they get? Footy. Did they get Sarah Adams? Chera? Yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, they yeah. did. So from they'll Freya. have Cripps, Walsh, yeah. Chera. Yeah. Have a lot of. Great midfielders in there. Yeah, so maybe, just maybe, with Michael Voss and those stars, top eight, maybe. Mm, yeah, potentially. Yeah, and uh, so Essendon Bombers, they signed Jake Kelly from Adelaide. So yeah. that's another good signing. And uh, Mubby Ochoa from Richmond. Has gone to Gold Coast. Yeah, he is. He, he was, at times, he was actually pretty good. I remember one game he kicked, like, four goals. So, um and I'm sure he'll help Gold Coast a bit. Like, Gold Coast, uh, like, don't finish bottom of the ladder, but usually, like, Top 15th, 15th 14th, 15th, so. 14th. And yeah. with those extra draft picks from mm. Collingwood as well. Yeah. yeah. So Boost their chances of getting another. Maybe they can. I think Callahan could go there. Yeah. Oh, never know. Bit of a trip for him to go to Gold Coast. Just like Ben. Ben King. King. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And uh, we recently heard. Uh, Dunstan is headed to the Melbourne Demons. Yeah, so, so what yeah. do you think of Luke that, Dunstan? Um, Dunstan. Pretty excited about that. I mean, another star midfielder. I haven't seen too many uh, highlights and games of his, but um, I heard he's a he's a great player. And yeah, from so the Saints. I'm, yeah, from the Saints, and mm. I reckon he'll take part, take a good part in the team. He um, he's another good midfielder, which I think we're sort of full of. Yeah, you know, a lot of good midfielders, yeah. but maybe he could play forward line or just um, on the bench. Maybe. Um, yeah. Maybe, yes, uh, maybe he can uh, play some finals footy with the Ds next season, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, if you get there. Yeah, if we, you we get will. There. You reckon? Yeah, yep. we will. We will. We'll, we'll at least make finals. Yeah, I reckon. Two flags in a row. You, maybe. Yep. Maybe the next Highly Richmond streak. No. Nah. Yep. But, um, and lastly, Eddie Betts, who recently retired from Carlton. Carlton. Uh, he's set to coach, not the head coach, but have a coaching role at Geelong. So oh. he's very experienced. I so odd choice for <laughs> I don't know. Is there a bit of beef between 
Geelong and Carlton. Or mm, uh, are they on good terms really. with each other? I, I'm not too sure. I think there's not really a rivalry because Carlton usually finish like what, tenth and Geelong <laughs> top four. So, <laughs> but um, Big yeah. News. I know my cousin was pretty upset about that because yeah. he's a Carlton supporter. Mm. Yeah, didn't want Eddie to leave. Yeah, well, you know, mm, he had a great career. And yeah, he maybe did. he can have a good um, coaching career. Coaching career. Yeah. So um, we've got the fun fact and quiz for today. Uh, so the fun fact is Australia has the longest golf course in the world. Did you guys know that? No. I did not. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It is very interesting. Out of yeah. So the question is, where in Australia is it? And what is the name of the golf course? Make sure to text your answers in to the number that I'm about to say. 0493213831. So make sure to text your answers in again. Uh, like last week, it's a good addition. I'll say the question and the number again. Where in Australia is the longest golf course in the world? And what is the name of it? So text your answers to 0493213831. So, yep, and we'll cut to an ad break. Yeah, all right. Yep, see you soon. Oi, 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 oi. IGA is shopping nice. IGA, where the price is right. Seaford North IGA for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. That was a very unique ad. Yeah. I, I love that ad. So. I did not know. It sounded like that. We might play that a bit more often. Yeah, now. we yeah. will. It's a great ad. Yeah. Move over to the uh, NRL. Yeah, and I'll... Shino. Yeah, so on the 3rd of October, which was last Sunday, the NRL Grand Final was held. The South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Penrith Panthers. And it was just an amazing and very close game. It was. But the Penrith Panthers came on top, winning the 2021 NRL Tra- Telstra Premiership Final. So huge congratulations in order to Penrith. Squ- uh, I'll go to the score and try scorers. The score was 14-12 to 12 with the captain for the Rad- Rad- Rabbitohs, Adam Reynolds, unable to kick that conversion, con- the conversion points after Alex Johnson's try. Uh, try scorers from Penrith, Matt Burton and Stephen Crichton. Um, and I believe he has a very bright future uh, ahead of him, Stephen. Um uh, he's 21 and he's um, very tall and very, you know, he's just got that really big build and very athletic. Yeah, and uh, I'd be scared if he was running at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is he the one with the blonde? Um, no, no, that's, that's uh, um, a different guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, he took a beautiful intercept pass um, from about the halfway line, uh, thrown by Cody Walker, who was one of the league's favourites to win the Dallium. And yeah, he ran from the halfway line to to the score the try, and Nathan Cleary converted both tries, and also kicked another two points from a penalty uh, penalty kick after giving away a penalty like right in front of it, uh, mm. right in front of the uh, the two sticks. Uh, the Clive Churchill Medal for best of best of field that's what they call it was awarded to Nathan Cleary and presented by his father Ivan Cleary. And, um, yeah, so that's really good 
uh, for Penrith and Nathan after they lost to the Storm last year, go Storm, in the uh, in the grand final, and um, they came back in the preliminary final, beat us, and um, it's good to see a father son relation the relationship in a grand final, and uh, and another thing happened, uh, Brian Toho proposed to his girlfriend after the game and she said yes. So good luck with that, Brian. Mm-hmm. And finally to Wayne Bennett. Um, he's moving on from the Rabbitohs and maybe from coaching, we don't know yet. And he's led many teams to success. It would have been his third premiership at a different club. So farewell and good luck, Wayne. Yeah, and I personally was going for the Rabbitohs. Yeah. And I also must add, um, during the game... Uh, uh, I believe two Rabbitohs players went off for HIA tests. Um, mm. One uh, player who did not return due to the tackle, like Kale with the blonde mullet, yeah. Lars Viliama Kikau. Viliama Kikau, yeah, he knocked him in it. Um, he was falling and he went in for the tackle and he hit his um, he hit his knee on Kikau's uh, on the person getting tackles head. So that would have hurt. Yeah, and you know doing it in a grand final which yeah. is really unlucky and unfortunate and um oh yeah that's it for nrl and i've got some champions league which is a bit different yeah, uh, a bit of yeah. this week a bit yeah. of soccer or football or football, football as football. some people call it um mm. so the group stages this week we had some good games uh just to go over a few we had psg versus man city the scores were two nil psg came out with the win we had yeah, we um. had Idrissa Ganagay score in the eighth minute and the superstar, Lionel Messi, score an impressive goal in the 74th minute of the game which secured them that, that win. Yeah. Now, that Lionel That's Messi goal, I watched the highlights and um, he like he was running and he just did a quick one-two to his teammate and yeah. scored. So yeah, That's a good, good start for yeah, him at PSG. Yeah. Pretty good goal. Sergio Ramos, one of the best defenders, also went there. So they've got a very dominant side as well as mm. Neymar Jr. And that youngster, French, Kylian Mbappe. Yes. Mm. Some very good players at PSG. So then we had Liverpool, who I support. Yes. Do. Yes, I do, actually. And Porto. The scores were 5-1. Liverpool took out the win here. We had Mohamed Salah score two goals and Roberto Firmino scored two as well. And it was Mehdi Taremi kicking one goal for Porto in that game. Meanwhile, Sadio Mane, Mane? Mane. Yep, Mane. Mane kicked one to pretty much classify that game as a thrashing by Liverpool. Yeah, mm. so um, such a dominant side. Um, I don't know, I kind of expected it from them. Uh, but well done to Liverpool. Yes, uh, well, and then we had... Chelsea versus Juventus. The scores were 1 0. Juventus came out with that win as well with Federico Kisa. Kisa, I think. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that either. Yeah. <laughs> scored in the 46th, 46th minute of the game. Yeah. So that wraps up some of the games from the Champions League. And I do believe we have a text message that we have a text message. So said Nullarbor links golf course from yes. Will and Amanda so that's your oh, brother yeah. that's my brother again so thank you Will and Amanda so yeah, it's um that's two times in a row they replied first so that's good 
Donnie, that's really good kids. Quick to it now. Yes, they're always listening. Some proud supporters of the podcast and we thank them for that. Yes, thank you for answering. Make sure to send in your texts as thank well. Thank you, Will and Amanda. Mm-hmm. Moving uh, on. Yeah, so we've got the movie and this yeah the movie of the week and this week um i know i've seen it i don't know about you guys but i have free guy free guy so have you seen it kale uh no i have not well it's a very good film it's just been released it was supposed to be released in like back in like june last year yeah but due to covid cancels and everything and that's so much like many other films so and it's starring ryan ryan reynolds um, who's a great actor, very funny. Yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Keery and Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi yeah. is um, the best New Zealand uh, movie producer. He produced um, Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm. Great oh, I classic love that movie. Show. Yeah. Yeah. movie. And, co- oh. and coincidence, uh, Julian Dennison ended up playing uh, acting with Deadpool in Deadpool 2 in 2018. So with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. So... Yeah. And I, I believe, yeah, I believe Taika Waititi also directed Thor Ragnarok, Thor which Ragnarok, is a very famous my my personally favorite Thor. So yeah, yeah, that's the one in the arena where he fights Hulk. If I'm correct, mm, yeah, yeah, that's a very funny scene that one. Yeah. So and the plot, I'll briefly summarize it. So a video game character, um, called oh, Guy, which is free Guy, the main character, played by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, played by Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Um. Like, because he's an actual artificial intelligence, and, um, and as time said. goes as time goes on, he realizes that he's like actually in a video game. So it's like sort of come to life. Yeah, when he puts his like um, glasses on. Mm, yeah. Got yeah. yeah, a bit of a conscience. So, yeah. and uh, he helps to take down the quite selfish um, um, creator of the game, who is played by Taika Waititi. So. And uh, we won't spoil it, whether he's successful or not. So, But I do recommend it to go watch. Yeah. Where can you watch that, Don? Um, you can watch it on Foxel and Disney Plus if you have either of them. Or you can like go on Google Play Store and rent it. So. And as Dylan said, no, it won't be on DVD, will it? Uh, it maybe be. soon. Maybe um, soon. Yeah. That's always a suggestion from our good mate Dylan. Yep. Yeah. We interviewed... A couple uh, while back. Yeah. Episode yeah. four? I think yeah. so, yeah. yeah. So, so go listen to that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that pretty much wraps the show up, doesn't it, boys? Yeah, it yeah. does. Uh, we thank PK once again um, for coming on the show. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, yeah. Will and Amanda, for texting in. Yeah, texting getting in. the answer right. Yeah, so, so we, we always love that. It's makes us feel a bit more professional boys yeah it does yeah. it does <laughs> bit of a lengthy show this one so yeah so nearly uh, i think 40 minutes, 40 minutes yeah hope uh. you guys enjoyed it and we will be playing that rga ad again so yes it was yeah. very Sometime funny soon yeah next uh, episode yeah all right um see you guys see thanks ya. for listening take care the boys are back in town, boys.